It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Because that's the bottom line. And so, goodbye. <laughs> and good night. Bang! Settle! Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Yes, sir! To Off the Mats with Alex Lowe's and Josh Silverberg. All right, everybody, you are listening and watching us live every Saturday at 12 o'clock. Well, 11.59 a.m., we're, it's okay. We're admitted early, but that's okay. It means more time for you to listen to our lovely voices. We are here <laughs> on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network every single Saturday afternoon. This is the only wrestling talk show here on the network. Welcome to another episode of Off the Mat. I am your host, as always, Josh Silverberg. And with me at this time, of course, my partner in crime, my tag team partner, the man, the myth, the legend... I just made all that up for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's only going to get Mr. Alex Slows. What's happening, brother? Nothing much. It's been an amazing week for wrestling. I, I enjoyed AEW last night. We have a lot to get into with so little time. NXT this week in wrestling history is going to be good. So stick with us the whole way through the show because we have a lot to talk about and a lot to cover. Absolutely, for sure. But, of course, before we begin, Alex, we have to do our usual house cleaning, which is... You know, telling all the fans how they can listen to us. But before we do that, we have a couple of announcements. So I will um, – I am in the process of moving currently to a brand-new house with my wife and I. So we are very excited for this big – this, as they call it, a big boy purchase. One of those big boy purchases. So I am moving. Um, I'm going to also now be having my own studio in my house, which is going to be phenomenal. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, next week, I will not be on the show. I will possibly not be on the show the week after. Have not this, We have not been able to figure that out yet. And November 14th, I will not be on the show as well. But that is okay. Alex Lowe's will still be here. And Miss Jillian Cohen is going to be filling in for me. I know she's so excited. She's one of the nicest, most wonderful people you can ever possibly meet. Um, I know how much she loves wrestling, Alex. You know this about her. Yeah, she's obviously one of the nicest people we know that we have here with us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You know, yeah, so definitely, like I said, um, uh, like I said, for, sorry, Errol was telling me Mike needs to be up, so I had to put that up. Um, Yeah, I, I would do that. Okay, so uh, pretty much Jillian will be here for the next few weeks covering for me. That is okay. That is totally fine. Um, and like I said, she's very excited about it. She can't wait to, to get it going. Look, she's not me, okay? Nobody's me, right, Alex? No, <laughs> no. I'm just, I mean, er- I know everyone tries to be me, but that's okay. <laughs> 
Nobody can. <laughs> impossible. You know what I mean? That's really what it comes down to. Definitely. Uh, but I'm just kidding. Um, But again, Jillian's going to be in for me for the next few weeks, so it's awesome. Like I said, Alex going to man the ship as he always does because we man the ship together. That's what we do. We're a tag team, and that's why we, we help create this show together. And Jillian's going to be another person that's going to help the show go even further. So that's for that. Please, ladies and gentlemen, I can't stress this enough. Would you download our app? It's so easy, okay? It is so easy to download our app, all right? Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to do. You need to go if you have an if you have an iPhone, all right? If you have an i if you have an iPhone, all right? Go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. That's WWSRN. Okay. Type that in. Comes right up. It's that simple. If you have an if you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store. Just type in Worldwide Sports. And the app comes right up. And it's easy. And you're able to just Definitely. You could download the app. It is free. Doesn't cost anything. Nope. It doesn't change anything. So that is something. The fans out there, we also don't just have our show here on Off the Mat. We have Below the Mic, Down to the Wire, The Ryan Hickey Show, The Wise Guys, The Sports Hit List, The BS Sports Show, all the Pop Belly Sports Shows that we have coming. All right. And don't forget to check out the Weekend Crunch on 103.9 FM in Long Island. Okay. Don't forget to check that out. I'm actually filling in this week for Eric Coleman, so I got to do the show with Errol Marks. So that's going to be awesome. You want to check that out. Talk a lot about Speedy P, uh, Speedy PD's underwear. <laughs> um, but look, like I said, download our apps. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, Snapchat. We're on every single social network platform. We are. It's easy to find us. WorldwideSportsRadio.com as well. Again, that's mm-hmm. how easy it is. Alex, how can the fans touch base with us? So the fans can touch base with us on Twitter. My Twitter is at show slows. Josh's Twitter is is at, at Josh Silverberg. And you can call us anytime on the phone line at 727-888-4295. Feel free to give your thoughts, opinions on the different topics that we talk about during the show. And don't be afraid to call in at all. Like, don't be afraid to give your your out your input. And if you are afraid, you could always type into us on the Facebook on the Facebook chat. You could text us on Twitter, message us, tell us what you're feeling, tell us what you're thinking. Like I said, mm-hmm. we want to hear exactly. You. That's the point, and we we love hearing from you. And that's the important thing. So we got the house cleaning done, right? That is considered the house cleaning, I guess you could say. Um, let's get right into it, man. And let's talk AEW this week. Yeah, AEW was a very good show this week. Uh, The opening match, the AEW World Championship Elimination Tournament first round match, Wardlow versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, Great fast-paced match to start the the event. Outside action was good on the floor. That was great to see with uh, Wardlow driving uh, Jack Perry into the post. 
great counterattacks from Wardlow as he was able to jump back into the matchup because for a while there, uh, for a while there, Jungle Boy Jack Perry had had the advantage on Wardlow and the match was fantastic and so was the finish and Wardlow is now advancing into the semifinals. Yes, yeah, so Warlow took it, and then, of course, you had Kenny Omega squash uh, Sunny Kiss. Um, so, pretty much, I thought that was interesting because when I looked at it, you know, when you think about how that match was going to go, you kind of had a feeling um, it would be that way. I mean, Hangman Adam Page beating... Who did Adam Page beat this week? Um, he beat uh, Colcabana. And then, unfortunately for Ray Phoenix, he's out. Pentagon replaced Fractured leg, yeah. He... Fractured leg, so it's unfortunate. But, again, I think uh, when you look at how this tournament's going to go, you knew it was going to be Kenny versus Hangman. You know that's how it's going to be. Look, the thing that I took away from AEW this week, Le Dinner Debonair was phenomenal yeah that was a great segment it was very entertaining it was funny it was goofy it had a lot of twists and turns to it i enjoyed that segment very much no of course i know you said to me in the beginning it was a little weird but i loved it i thought it was awesome i thought it was creative i thought it was different and i thought it could have happened to two guys that the fans you want to just try to hate so much as douchey as they can be <laughs> and they are, but I thought it worked out perfectly. The chemistry between the two of them is good. I yeah, it definitely worked out. Circle, but we'll see. And then we have th we had this announcement during AEW Dynamite. This will be a matchup at full gear. The AEW World Heavyweight Championship will deep will be defended by Jocks by John Moxley, excuse me, against Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match. So that's going to be a very interesting main event matchup. Because John Moxley is one of these guys who has a never-say-die attitude. He never quits, at, no matter at all cost. He He's going full force into this matchup. And Eddie Kingston, he, he he's ready for him. I can tell by what Eddie Kingston said after John Moxley's promo that he ha he is this way. He has to be a douche. He has to be this way because this is where – this is – this is how he's successful. This is how he got to this point, and this is how he wants. To, this is where he wants to be. He wants to be AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Of course, absolutely. And I forgot to mention about the T-shirts that we're wearing today on the show. So Alex went Bullet Club today, so that's great. I went with the whole uh, AEW theme. I got Darby Allen and I got FTR, and I got my Van. Let me lower this a little bit. Move Big Van Vader. Big Van Vader. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to stress this. Look, whoop, there you go. That way I want to do it. Vote. We're not a politics show. We're not a politics. No. A political station. But go vote. It is your, it, it, it is your civil, you know, it is your civil duty as an American citizen to vote. Exactly. It is. You need to vote. You could vote early. I got up this morning at, ooh, seven in the morning. To go vote. That's early. Went out and I voted. I waited almost two hours, but I voted. Okay, go vote. Okay, it is important. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 
but back back to the AEW World Championship match. I really think this is going to be a neck and neck matchup. It's going to be very close between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston because these two know each other very well. They've been all around the world, competed in different countries, competed for different promotions. So uh, I I believe this is going to be a great matchup at Full Gear. No, and, and it definitely will. And unfortunately, I um, actually no, I I will be there for the preview show for Full Gear. So I will be there for that show to be able to preview Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. Look, and I've said it, I love Eddie Kingston when he came on as one of the as one of the opponents for Cody's TNT Championship. Uh, he was great in NWA, really good in Impact. He had the rivalry with LAX. Um, and like I said, I would like to see him back eventually with Santana and Ortiz. I would like to see Santana and Ortiz eventually drift away a little bit from the inner circle and do their own thing. And I think um, Eddie Kingston, who managed Santana and Ortiz in Impact, I think would be a perfect, perfect um, team to go with again. My, you know, but I agree with you, Alex. I think the match is building up to be something really special. You're seeing it. Now, I've said it time and time again. I do think that John Moxley is going to lose the AEW Championship to Kenny Omega. I think that's when the that's when the, the build-off, that, that's what this whole build-up is going to be, and that's going to be the essential uh, takeoff for Kenny Omega being back. As, I know he did the whole cleaner thing again with his entrance, but that's what I'm seeing. I'm I, I'm visualizing um, Kenny Omega being that heel character again that he was in New Japan as a leader of Bullet Club, and I think that's yeah, I think that's going to be very interesting because uh, pay off. It will definitely pay off. I I agree with you. I want to see a cleaner Kenny Omega in AEW as a singles competitor because that's exactly how it was in New Japan, and he was very over in New Japan. So if he can get himself to that point in AEW, he's pretty much set. He was essentially the best wrestler in the world, Alex. He was rated up there with Okada every year in New Japan, and it just feels like since he's gone to AEW, and I've said this to you time and time again, Alex, I feel like he's been very dry, very stale. It's just not worked as well as I thought no. I think now with him as the cleaner... I think you kind of obviously you saw that with the entrance this week with the girls with the sweeping and then although I thought that was a little random because that doesn't scream Kenny Omega to me. No, <laughs> that really was very, very random. Um, but I, I think it's going to pay off. And then of course we had the tag team match. Yep, the eight man tag team match with the Young Bucks, Private Party, the Dark Order against the Butcher and the Blade. The match was very good with all teams competing. Private Party gave their most in that matchup. It was a back and forth. Uh, it was back and forth between Private Party and the Young Bucks. But the only thing I didn't like about the match was how the match finished on an inside cradle. It could have ended in a much bigger way with a super kick or the the assisted pile driver that the Young Bucks normally do. But other than that, it was a fun main event to watch because of all the evasive move sets and striking, making it fun and entertaining to watch. No, absolutely. I thought it was a great match, Alex. I think I thought they were going to wait for there to be a live crowd for FTR, the Young Bucks. But I guess you – I mean, look, they do have a live crowd, but it's not to full capacity. No. You, you don't know how long it's going to be. So 
I guess at some point they had to pull the trigger. It was too good for it to wait. I think, my opinion, this should be the main event for a full gear. I, I think this should absolutely be the main event. I think the Young Bucks versus FTR should be the main event of the show. I think the full gear card looks... Yeah, the full gear card looks phenomenal. Absolutely stacked. You know, it literally... Uh, like I said, literally, literally... I think personally that they, this is the best car they've had in a long time for a show like this. And I think it's going to pay off for them. Definitely. And I, I, at the beginning of the show, I was going to mention this, but this is some bad news. Abaddon was injured, and I don't know how long she's going to be out, but it, from what it sounds like, it's a very serious injury. And Abaddon is one of the most gifted women's wrestlers in AEW. So with that kind of loss, it's going to be hard to build up this AEW women's division. No, I agree with you 100%, Alex. I think it's something that when you we look at their women's division is already um, kind of in flux at this point. Losing somebody on their roster is tough. Um, like I said, I think... Think I want to know what happened exactly. That's really what it comes down to. I really need to know what happened. Did she get concussed? Was she knocked out? I I, I just need to know how all that unfolded. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. Hopefully she's okay. Hopefully she can rebound in the next couple of weeks. We shall see. But um, look. I, I just hope she's okay. No, Alex Reynolds got hurt too. Mm -hmm. He said he seems to be okay. But like I said, I'm very excited for this full gear show. You're gonna get hang. You're gonna get Hangman Kenny. You're gonna get FTR Young Bucks. You're getting Moxley, um, Kingston. You're gonna get probably. You're gonna get Darby versus Darby Allen versus Cody. Okay, and you're gonna get. I don't know who Akira Shida is gonna fight yet. I'm not entirely sure. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I, I think this is the best card that they've had in a very long time. And I think it's going to work really well for AEW. And I think they're really going to thrive. And I think it's going to be one show that we remember for a very long time, for sure. Let's get to NXT. Let's get to the NXT recap right now. And look, I, I thought it was a great show. Pat McAfee back. Oh yeah, Pat McAfee uh, teaming with Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. I, I I did not expect that to happen at all. I had a feeling like when somebody when when I saw him, somebody when I saw Pat McAfee wearing the mask and the hoodie, I had a feeling it had to be him because I heard rumors a couple weeks ago that he was going to be showing up, that he would be coming back, and it was it was it was an insane moment. It, it was a cool moment for. Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, but not so much a good moment for Bree Zango, who just won the titles. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I feel like Undisputed Era and Bree Zango are going to have the same problem on their hands. No, for sure. And I think um, um, when I look at how NXT is doing their thing right now, look, <clears throat> excuse me, you're, you're clearly seeing a tag team division that's really weak. They don't have enough in their arsenal, as they say to really get them to thrive through to the next step, which is 
being the top tag team. And look, they're competing against AEW Impact. They don't have a comp. They don't have. The, they don't stand a chance against those two brands. No, but, they don't. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not huge on McAfee coming back. Um. No, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it because I thought McAfee did his one-off match with Adam Cole. He did a great, a great showing, and then that was it, done. Mm-hmm. But they brought him back. Um, look, we'll see how this goes. I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I think the tough part for NXT right now is they don't have Finn Balor because he had the surgery. Yeah, the- broken jaw. And the, and the heavyweight champion is not there. He's not been there for the last few weeks. I think that's a tough thing right now to sell to the fans because your top championship is never on the show. Now, I hope Finn Bauer does come back. I hope he does uh, succeed and get better when uh, everything is said and done. But I, we, they need him back on the show. They need that. Yeah, they definitely do. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Josh. Who do you think attacked Rock? Who do you think attacked Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong? Because I have a feeling it was Pat McAfee. It had to be Pat McAfee. Oh, definitely McAfee. I think it was McAfee, and I think it was Larkin, and I think it was Birch. I think it was the three of them, then they got their championship opportunity, and they stole it, and they won. That was the situation it was. And I think Ridge Holland was going to be a part of that group as well before the injury. I think that is essentially how it was. McAfee had this group together, aligned, um... And I think that's how they were going to do it. They were going to try to take over the Undisputed Era, which I think was an interesting move. That's fine. Again, I'm just not the biggest fan of having Pat McAfee come back. That's just my only flaw and my only worry and my only concern with how that is. Um, And then we had Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed. Bronson Bronson Reed won that match by pinfall. Awesome matchup with Bronson Reed. Bronson is really fun to watch in matches that are hard-hitting, and he's getting better with every match that he's in. Definitely one of my favorite competitors in NXT so far this year. And Austin Theory, yet again, has he lost that match and came up short. But I think this is NXT's way of building him up towards a winning streak and possible a possible title to, opportunity later on. But we have to see what direction NXT is going to go with him. But so far, I love what they're doing with Austin Theory. And hopefully hopefully they're going to build him up really soon. Get him to that point. Yeah, I mean, look, I look at it like this. When you heard Austin's Theory name come out in the Speak Up stuff, um, you heard his name pop up that way. And to me, when I see that... Uh, you don't know if he's going to get buried at this point, if he's, you know, done, things like that. Um, he says he quit. <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, but like I said, the whole speak out thing happened. He was one of the names that popped up. Um, so I don't know if this is what it buried. But then again, Velveteen Dream was in it too, and he's still getting his matches, um, which I thought that was an excellent match. And I got to tell you, Alex, they're finally building Kushida the right way. Yeah, it took them a little while, but they're finally building up Kushida and giving him the chance that he needs to be a rising star in NXT. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is something that's been long overdue. He should have gotten this when he got to the company. I don't know why it took a year to do. Then it did. Um, I guess that was just something they didn't think about at the time. But again, when you're taking a star like Kushida, who was dominant in New Japan, and you're bringing him over, 
I think you gotta be able to get him to build up the character that he had because he had momentum in New Japan, and you want to bring that over. And that's something they didn't do. They did it with Shinsuke. They didn't do it with Kushida. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me. But then again, also, we had the uh, women's match. Uh, Ember Moon defeat. I don't remember who she Jesse Camilla. Yeah, but then at the end, of course, she got attacked by Dakota Kai. That seems to be a robbery that's going to be starting. Um, and then you saw also Raquel Gonzalez and, of course, Rhea Ripley, who will be fighting on Halloween Havoc on Wednesday. Oh, it's going to be great. I hope they bring back that set. Oh, they have to bring back that set from the 90s. It, it won't feel like a Halloween pay-per-view about it. And they will. I think they will. Um, the funny thing that I, I like that I thought was really good, and I noticed this on your Instagram, Alex, was the Dexter Loomis thing. I know you were a big fan of that. Yeah, he was uh, – uh, she was uh, – I forget who it was, what the interviews and what the interviewer's name is, but she was interviewing Cameron Grimes, and you could see while Cameron Grimes was talking about uh, Dexter Loomis, you could see Loomis lurking in the background through the, through the glass there. Yeah, no, I thought it was definitely interesting. That's something that I thought was hysterical. And, you know, like I said, <clears throat> they're trying to build new faces in NXT. Um, I'm trying to see. I don't know, I don't think we saw a Damian Priest this week. No, we didn't. It sounds like that. Um, I could see Kushida getting a shot against Damian Priest. I could see Kushida getting a shot against Finn Balor for the for the AW Black. For the NXT World Heavyweight Championship, you know, there's so many different ways they could go about this. Um, we did see Legato del Fantasma in a match against Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, uh, Ashanti Diadonis, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, trying Atlas, Jake Atlas. Atlas, yes. Um, I like, I like, um, I can never say their name, Legato El Fantasma. Legato del Fantasma, yeah, they're really good. They remind me of like the Shield back in the day when it, when they were in NXT. That's how good this team is. They're slowly building up to the point where they're going to be known as a top faction in NXT, and they're they're already there. They're they're picking up the pace, and I love everything that Legato del Fantasma has been doing against uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott in this storyline, and I like how they got uh, how they got um. Jake Atlas involved and Ashanti D Adonis involved. So I like where they're going with this angle. I hope this angle continues for a little bit longer and then cut it off into a singles a singles thing with uh Isaiah Swerve Scott and um Santos Escobar. If you haven't caught NXT UK being back yet, boy are you missing out. Huge main event this coming week with Walter defending the NXT UK championship against Ilya Dragunov. Um, I'm a huge Ilya Dragunov fan. I've been a fan of his for a couple of years now, even before he got to NXT UK. Um, he He's unbelievable. He had his match with Cesaro um, on a takeover show. I just, I'm a big NXT UK fan, so for me to watch how they're developing and everything like that, they're coming back for so long. They were out. I think it's phenomenal. I think they've done a great job. So I just wanted to mention that quick. But Alex, which show did you like more this week and why? I want to say NXT was a better show for me this week because I feel like there was a little something. It just felt like something was missing from AEW this week. I don't know what it was. But uh, I, 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 I loved the Legado's Felton 
the Legato Del Fantasma match. Uh, Jake Atlas, since he came from Evolve to NXT, he's been fun to watch performance-wise. And he's a focused, hardworking individual in the ring. And he has turned into a more serious competitor after the last couple of weeks in the angle that he's been with Tommaso Ciampa. So I'm loving everything they're doing with him. Way better. I thought AEW was better. I, I liked AEW way more. I thought Lidditter Debonair was phenomenal. I think that was totally different. It was totally out there. Um, the Eddie Kicks and promos were perfect with, uh, you know. This Moxley's promo was great, too. At the end of the show, they still had the footage going for me. And then the fact that we got to see as well, this this tournament we knew was going to build and build and build. And we saw it, and, and you're seeing some really good matches. Like, you, you saw Ray Phoenix versus Pentagon. Was The match was sensational. I just thought AEW uh, was just a way, way, way better show than NXT was this week. It caught my attention a lot more. Um, it definitely glued me more to the TV than NXT did. So I'm going to go with AEW on this one this week. I think they were just the better the better show to me. And look, nothing wrong with that. So we'll see you going forward. But we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we have so much more to get to. We have this week in wrestling history. We also have our preview for Hell in a Cell tomorrow. And we're going to recap you on New Japan Pro Wrestling and everything that's going on there. So stick with us. We got a half an hour. We got a half an hour left. All right. Don't go anywhere. Keep your dials on. All right. Don't touch anything. You stay with us right here on Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Everybody's got a price. Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's and Josh Silverberg. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Off the Mat, and we are getting to this week in wrestling history. This one is WWE Monday Night Raw from 2011 at the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas. Attendance was 7,000, and the first match was Sin Cara against Michael McGillicuddy in a dark match. And Sin Cara won that match. The second match was Randy Orton and Sheamus in a tag team match. Defeat Christian and Cody Rhodes in, at, in, at 11-28. The third match was Dolph Ziggler defeated Santino Marella in a singles match. The fourth match was Alicia Fox defeating Natalia in a singles match. Number five was Wade Barrett in a singles match defeating John Morrison. Number six was John Cena defeated... R Truth and in the Miz, R Truth and the Miz by disqualification in a handicap match. Seven, number seven was Alberto Del Rio, the champion, defeating John Cena in a dark steel cage match for the WWE Championship. So this sounds like an amazing card. A lot of uh, classic names from the the era, the era of 2011, 2012, and 2013. So for me, that's that's the era I started watching WWE. That's where I got focused in on WWE. You like that card, Alex? Yeah, that card sounds good. I very underwhelming for me. 
my opinion. But like I said, I, 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 <sighs> I think that was kind of when I started getting annoyed with WWE. You know what I'm saying? Was probably around that time because I felt that their roster was not deep enough and there were issues abound. I mean, I hear like Alicia Fox's name and then I hear, you know what I mean? Ugh. I don't know. To me, like I said, I think it could have been a better card. Um, that was kind of when they started seg segueing, I think, away from kind of like the Shawn Michaels and all that stuff and started getting on to the new era guys. But I don't know. Yeah. For me, for me. Watching it, then that's understandable for you. Yeah. For me, like the, the point of no return for WWE, for me, that was up until. 2015, 2016, that's when it got really annoying for me. <laughs> boy, oh boy. You know when it got annoying for me? It got annoying for me, I think, the moment after WrestleMania 29 was over. When I was at MetLife Stadium. And I sat there with my friend. And I looked at him and I said, that was one of the absolute worst, worst WrestleManias I had ever seen in my life. And he said, you thought it was that bad. And I said to him, I thought it was absolutely atrocious. I I, I mean, it, it, between Ryback throwing his back out to Mark Henry when lifting him and screwed up, to them canceling a match because they went over time, to them four matches in a row. Four matches in a row, they do Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger for the World Championship. Then they do The Undertaker versus CM Punk. Then they do Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Then they do John Cena versus The Rock. There was no break for the fans to relax and take... No, no intermission. I mean, you don't do that four matches in a row. No. You don't. You you, you could have had um, Undertaker, CM Punk earlier... You could have had Brock versus Triple H in the middle. You could have had The Rock versus John Cena at the end. You could have had Swagger versus Del Rio in the beginning. They shoved it down our throats for four matches in a row. And the thing is, the CM Punk Undertaker match was so good, the fans were so dead for Brock versus under for Brock versus Triple H. They were dead. There was no more energy to work because they used all their energy up for Undertaker CM Punk. So that was for me where it was kind of like the the point of no return. Now, I've gotten back into it, obviously, with NXT. And I'll watch Raw. And I'll watch SmackDown. I'll tune in. If there's nothing else really on, I'll watch it. Like, I watched SmackDown a little bit last night. Um, but, again, it's it, it gets to the point where I'm just like, God, it's, it, it's like the same storylines over and over again. It's the same guys and girls every week over and over again they don't push guys no like ec3 had an amazing wonderful promo if you didn't check it out on ring of honor he and i saw his promo on ring of honor television this past week it was awesome he was fun he, he you know uh, he, he i don't know how wwe just didn't let him they let him get kicked by moxley or dean ambrose at the time they never let him have a chance to do a promo work on the main roster. They had him be squashed every time on main event. And then that was it. They never let him do what he's good at. And it just didn't make any sense to me. But again, 
that was a point of no return for me for WWE. I watch it every now and then, but it's such a crappy product that it's just like I can't take it anymore. And I don't want to say NXT's in that WWE. It's, I don't care. It's their own separate thing. I know. Yeah. It's a separate thing. I don't care. So that's besides the point. But thank you for that, Alex. Um, I We appreciate that this week in wrestling. And, of course, with you and Jillian the next few weeks, you'll be able to surprise her with some this week in wrestling for sure. Let's get to it, man. Yep, Hell in a Cell. And the first match uh, on, on the card that I have here in front of me is Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Jey Uso in a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Universal Championship. And my prediction is that Roman Reigns retains the Universal Championship in a grueling match where Roman is dangerous the most. Because we've seen Roman Reigns in past Hell in a Cell matches. This is where he's at his most extreme level. So Jey Uso has to be ready. And with him with him and Jey Uso being, being in, in the same bloodline, the same family, I think Jey Uso is going to be really, really focused in on Roman Reigns for this matchup. Well, I'm excited for this match. This is one of the few matches I I am excited for, and I say why because the storyline has been awesome. But after this match, it, 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 let's move on. I think, look, this storyline has been awesome. I love what WWE has done with this. I love Roman Reigns being a heel. I like that he's fighting a family member in Jay Uso. But the fact that Roman Reigns also last night that if Jay loses and because Jimmy's with him, they're kicking him out of the. He has you know, to get out of Samoan bloodline. Yeah out of the family which i'm just like oh that's interesting didn't think about how they're gonna do that um but i agree with you i think roman reigns is gonna win i think roman's gonna hold this championship for a while um his heel character this should have been done months years ago should have been done a while ago and they wanted to try it because excuse me they wanted to try it because they figured oh okay there's no fans in the building let's try it you know because you know the little kids love him and the girls love him it's kind of like the john cena effect right you, mm-hmm. you, get, you get the same feeling so they went with that route but look i think um roman reigns to me is the guy that's going to win this match i think he's going to hold this belt for a long time uh i, I there's a couple of robbers i want to see him go with we'll, we'll see um but i think roman ultimately will take this match tomorrow and then the second match is Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. WWE Hell in a Cell match. The championship is on the line. And Rand- I believe Randy Orton is going to win this match because I want to see him become a 10-time WWE champion by tapping into his dark place and using his emotions and skills to win because he's a veteran. He's a skilled, unbelievable veteran in that squared circle. And Drew McIntyre, he took some time away from WWE. But Randy Orton knows everything inside and out of the WWE. He knows wh- where when he's at his best. So I think Drew McIntyre really needs to be on his A game here against Randy Orton. Because a moment, a moment away, a slip, if you lose eye contact with Randy Orton, that's when Randy Orton is going to tap in and really use his aggression. I'm, you know me, Alex. I'm one of the bigger Drew McIntyre fans out there. Um, Drew's winning this match. Drew's holding this belt for a long time. Drew's earned the right to hold this belt for a long time because he has carried the WWE on his back during this pandemic. And I think he has earned the right to hold a longevity kind of title run. Uh, no disrespect to Randy Orton. I think Randy one of the greatest of all time. But I think it's time, again, to have some new blood here take over. 
Drew is perfect for that. After this, but again, it goes back to the same thing. Once this match is over, we need to move on. Exactly. Next rivalry, just like with Roman and Jay, you gotta move on. And again, there's three Hell in a Cell matches during this pay-per-view. I'm gonna go with Drew McIntyre in this one. I think again, he's holding this belt for a while. It's they've said he's gonna hold the belt for a long time. They've reported that's in the plans, and he's earned it. He definitely has. He's one of these guys that really took WWE by the horns and really put them on on his shoulders and went with it. And he's done an amazing job with that. And Drew McIntyre, since he came up, came back to WWE, he's just been absolutely amazing. So uh, either way, I can't I can't wait to see how this match turns out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at it like this. I've watched Drew from when he came back from the Indies and. In- Impact and all those places and he developed really well. He had great matches in impact So I think drew deserves this title run for a long time. Absolutely And then the next match is Bailey versus Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Smackdown Women's Championship Uh, I'm gonna say Sasha Banks on this one because I want Sasha to become the the new new champion because I feel like with Bailey WWE's kind of been stale with her storyline. So I feel like with Sasha, Sasha has more of a, a pull and push type of thing if she has a championship in. Because she can really run with it and she knows what she's doing. No, I know, no, if I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Bailey can't do it. I'm just saying, like, the storyline with Bailey running with the championship isn't that great to me. But with, I, I believe, uh, I could see Sasha Banks using the bank statement and using other submission locks because that's what she likes to do. She she likes to wear and tear down her opponent and r- really tire out her opponent, and that's where that's where Sasha Banks is very skilled. So I'm going to say Sasha Banks, but I'm not going to give it the same reason you did, Alex. I'm actually going to disagree with you on this point of Bailey. I think Bailey's taken it and she's ran with it. She her character has been sensational. She, in my opinion, is one of the top five women wrestlers on the planet right now. Her character as a heel has been great. She's really done a good job with, you know, getting the crowd over with her in the sense of they can't stand her. The role model aspect of it has been phenomenal. Her mic work is great. She just comes off as a great heel. She always insults Michael Cole. She does all of that the at, at the best moments that she can. When she hears Michael Cole, Michael Cole she gets annoyed with it. Um, but I'm going to say Sasha Banks does win this match. Actually, you know what? No. I'm going to say Bailey's going to win this match. I, I think Bailey's going to retain it. I, I think this is going to be kind of a longevity line of, um, longevity line for this rivalry. And I think Bailey is going to win. It'll be nice to see Sasha Banks win. But I like Bailey as the women's champion. I think she's done a phenomenal job with it. I think her her work has done has been perfect as a heel. So for me, I'm going to go Bailey. And then the next match is Elias versus Jeff Hardy in a singles match. We we saw the uh, promo. Was it this week or last week? I'm not sure. But uh, Elias was doing his concert thing, and he saw somebody wearing a hoodie. And Jeff Hardy revealed himself and attacked Elias. And this is where this match was booked and why it's going to take place. So I think Jeff Hardy is going to beat Elias in this match. Because Jeff Hardy, he likes to take things to an extreme fa- extreme fashion. 
So I want to see him do some crazy stuff, like stuff that he hasn't done in a while because of injuries and getting hurt and things like that. But I, I would like to see Jeff Hardy win this match because I, I he's one of my favorites. I grew up watching Jeff Hardy compete and in, in win the World Heavyweight Championship. And then after that, the WWE Championship. So... I think this would be a great a great way to start off Jeff Hardy towards a championship run. Uh, also, really quick, going back to Bailey Sasha Banks, I think that match has a chance to steal the show and be the best match on the card. Um, in regard to this match, look, I mean, I don't really care much about these last two matches. I'm not going to lie. I have no interest in them, period. Um, but I agree with you. I think Jeff Hardy is going to be the one that, that wins this match. Um, I did like the Elias concert thing though the other night. I thought that was pretty cool. That he, that whole thing was the gimmick is cool, um, but I think Jeff Hardy will win this match. I hope. I know you want to see him take risks, Alex, but you kind of hope at the same time he doesn't because of his age and everything. Yeah, hurt again. So, but I do think Jeff Hardy will take this match. So that that is the card for. One more. Hold oh on. wait. Oh yeah, it's the um... Otis versus the Miz, which nobody. Oda. About. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I could give a damn about this match. I don't think you care really either. No, man. I don't. <laughs> Otis shouldn't have won the Money in the Bank in the first place. I thought it was an idiotic decision. I'll say Otis wins. Who cares? I have no care. There's my answer. <laughs> no care. You have an answer, Alex, or now nah, you don't care. I don't really care about this. One. <laughs> That's good. All right, so we got about a few minutes before we go to our finisher. So let's recap. What's going on in New Japan? The road, road to power struggle. Yeah, they had their first. I think they already had their first event. They had it. Yeah, they had it this morning. Um, and it looks like um, Hiromu and Ibushi are going to be challenging El Desperado and um, what's his name for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. What's his name, Alex? Do you remember his name? Tai Chi. No, he's in uh, Suzuki Goon. Um, Zack Saber Jr. Oh, maybe Doki. No, not Doki either. No, 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 no. There's the one. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Uh, WGP Junior. Let's see. Hold on, I'm gonna find him. Let's see. Okay, hold on. We're at the list. Hold on, at the list. Kanemaru. How do we forget Kanemaru? Yoshinobu Kanemaru? I don't know. I just haven't seen him compete in a while. Yeah, so they're going to challenge each other for the... They're going to challenge them for the IWGP Junior Tattoo Championship. Sounds like Hiromu got into the head. So I was waiting to vote. Um, I was watching New Japan on my phone. <laughs> so I have, like, the YouTube page that they share that they have. So I was watching clips. And it just sounds like uh, Hiromu was getting into Desperado's head. So they're going with that. Um, look, I think what they're doing in New Japan is phenomenal. I love where they're going with it. I think the Power Struggle card is looking great with Kota Ibushi and Jay White. I think with Naito and Evil for the IWGP and the Intercontinental, both championships on the line at double gold. Um, I, I like what they're doing with the Empire, with Will Ospreay's... Uh... With Will Osprey turning heel, they have the Great Ocon teaming with him and his. Uh, I forget. I forget what his girlfriend's name is, but. Obviously, 
Yeah, I, I like that idea. I like where they're going with uh, Will Ospreay here. Wrestle Kingdom, and they announced Wrestle Kingdom for, uh, of course, they do the usual every year, January 4th. It's their tradition. Um, of course, this year it's January 4th and 5th. I know it's tradition. They do it every year. I just hate when New Japan does it during the week. I really do. I don't like it. Because no. Is this. How am I supposed to watch it? How am I at all supposed to watch the show if it's during the week? The only way I'm going to watch is if I get up really early in the morning or I have to wait till I get home. The problem is each night of Wrestle Kingdom is like five hours. So that's like it, it just it's a very tough situation. Like last year was good. When they did it last year, it was great. They did it Saturday and they did it Sunday. I stayed up all night to watch night one. I'm never doing that again. Um, because I got to tell you, I slept the next day. I waited to get up in the morning to watch night two, and it was so much more relaxing. So I wasn't up until like three in the morning waiting for New Japan to start. But um, look, I, I, it's their tradition. This is what they do. I just hate when it's during the week. But I mean, we'll see. You know, but listen, we're on the road to Wrestle Kingdom, which in New Japan standards, of course, that's their WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. uh, um. By the time you know it, it's going to be WrestleMania season. And then by the time you know it, it's going to be as AEW with their big pay-per-view, double or nothing season. And the big pay-per-views are going to start to come around. The next pay-per-view for W. After Survivor Series is when, like, kind of the road to WrestleMania. And I know they always say the Royal Rumble. But to me, the road kind of starts. At Survivor Series. After Survivor Series is over. Because now you can start planning. Mm -hmm. so that's really what it comes down to. All right, Alex, it's that time, man. Let's get to our finishing move, and let's do it. So my finishing move is Halloween Havoc is taking place October 28th. I I cannot wait for this event, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, we got the NXT North American Championship spin the wheel make a deal match. Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano, the Haunted House of Terror match, Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. Those are the matches I'm really looking forward to. And I think Halloween Havoc will be a great pay-per-view to watch and get into the spirit of Halloween for wrestling fans all around the world. So it should be a great one. And the spin the wheel, I believe, is for Candice LeRae and Io Shirai as well. So I believe they're doing it twice. Uh, for me, my finishing move is pretty much going to be in regards to Hell in a Cell tomorrow. Look, I mean, there's only five matches on the card. Three of them are Hell in the Cells. The pay-per-view starts at 7 o'clock. The pay-per-view is probably going to end at 9 o'clock, which, I look, it's fine by me. You want to end it at 9 o'clock, I'm totally down for that. That's awesome. But I think WWE has to stop clamoring these pay-per-views together. I think you're combining too many. Yeah, you're just pushing too many people at once. I think it's better to separate the pay-per-views. Like, have a pay-per-view... Uh, like once once every couple of weeks or a month, and then do the uh, the next pay per view the next month. No, I agree with you. I think it's like a it's kind of as they say it's like a cluster when you think about it, because when you see what they're trying to do WWE, and I get they're trying to fit as many events in. They want the fans to be engaged, all of this and that. There's no reason for it. Just no, let it. You know, you don't have to force pay-per-views in. You don't have to do that. So to me, they need to ease back on the pay-per-views a little bit. That's it for us today. Listen, really quick, again, all right? Seriously, I'm actually not joking. 
it's it, it is your civil duty to vote as an American citizen. So go out and vote, Alex. I expect you to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I have already. Also, don't forget to check us out on the app. Our app is free. If you have an Apple store, if you have an iPhone, go to the Apple store. Type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store and you type in Worldwide Sports. We're also on WorldWideSports.com. And we're also on Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. You name it, we're on it. We're all over the place. You can tell your smart speaker to play us as well. We come up with there. Also, don't forget to check out tonight, 103.9 FM. All right. Don't forget to check that out tonight, The Weekend Crunch with Errol Marks and myself, Josh Soberg, filling in for Eric Coleman this week. So that's going to be something you want to check out at 7 o'clock tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. I don't know what other times there are. Uh, uh, 5 o'clock drinking hour time. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. No, don't check us out at 5. That's not when we're on. Um, So, but... You know, like I said, definitely check us out then. Um, it was so much fun doing the show with them. And, of course, I will be out for the next few weeks. Uh, I will be out for the next two weeks. But Jillian Cohen's going to be filling in with Alex Slows for the next two weeks. But I will be sure to be checking in on the show, checking it out. Um, they're going to do a full recap of Hell in the Cell next week. So it's going to be awesome. I So the date I will be back, ladies and gentlemen, is I will be back on – uh, no, so I, I'm only going to be out next week. Um, so I'll be out. So I will be back on November the 7th. And then I believe Jillian's going to be filling in for me again on November 14th. And then I will be fully back November 21st in my new studio. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome, but the show's in great hands with Alex Lowe's mm-hmm. in the way and Jillian Cohen coming in, uh, Definitely help out and do whatever she can give in regards to her info of professional wrestling. She's done so much for us here at the network as well. So Alex and Julian are going to kill it next week. I Definitely. Some, it's going to be a great time, a great show. Yes, and again, I will be back November 7th, so have no fear. I will be back here. All right? That actually rhymes. And that's it for us. So here, Alex – have a wonderful rest of your weekend. I know you're seeing your brother in a little bit. Have a great time, dude. Thank you. It was important. To the fans out there, thank you so much for listening to us and watching us every Saturday. Don't forget to tune into the show next Saturday with Jillian and Alex. It's going to be awesome. Uh, take care. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Go out and vote. And have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. This is Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.